one thing. Let's not do the oh, it's been a, let's not do the oh, it's been a long time. Let's pretend we last recorded last week and leave it at that. I was going to do that joke, but like, I started recording already, so this is kind of how it starts now. Not even as a joke, just do it properly. Yeah, I know. Well, this is that that you just did it. No, okay. Yeah. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the weekly episode of From Doings. You see, you, there you go. You, you screwed that up. Did, you screwed that up. I did a joke. The, we- the weekly episode. See, I'm emphasizing that it's weekly. Yeah. Despite that it's been quite a long time. Do you know how you could spell weekly? W-E-A-K-L-Y. But then you'd be taking the word we out of it and really ruining it for everyone. There's no we in team. There's no mitochondria in team. There's no mitochondria in many species, actually. Isn't that right? I don't know. Wrong. Anyway, how are you? I'll just check the NHS COVID app and find out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the NHS COVID app's amazeballs, isn't it? Don't say amazeballs. Don't say weekly. It wants me to allow Bluetooth again. Why is my Bluetooth switched off? What's going on? My Bluetooth has been on the whole time, and occasionally it will flash up this alarming thing saying, you've been in contact with the plague, go and bury yourself six feet under and come out in 2,000 years. And then the, then the message disappears, and there's no way of retrieving it. There's no log of it. It's like it never happened. That's but you do live in dirty, dirty London. I do. I imagine that because you don't have foreigners or black people where you are, that you have no problems at all. Yes. Well, you're incorrect. I know how racist the racial you are. profile of where I live. Mm. Um, it's a beautiful melting pot, I believe. Um, racist people like to say. Actually, no. Melting pot is now problematic because melting pot would suggest that you want to melt away. Or exactly. Combine. That's what I said. Yeah. That's what a racist would say. Yes. You are, yes. as indeed indeed you are, because you're a good left-wing person, and therefore, as is required, yes. you are a racist. I'm a massive racist and homophobe and... Misogynist. Um, misogynist. What else do you have to be if you're a good quality left-winger these days? Anti-feminist. <laughs> Anti-free speech. It's amazing. I, I love, yes, I love being Anti-free on speech sums it up mostly. It? I love being on the left. It, it, looks, it, it reminds me of something else. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, so, what's the topic? The topic today is the events of the year twenty twenty. No, um, well, um, well, we're going to be talking about. The I thought it would be a much more interesting challenge. Okay, it is a well, but then I do want to talk about spitting image, for example. Uh, I'll allow it. You allow. I haven't watched any of the new series yet. I have seen clips of the worst voice acting that I've ever seen. And remember, I have listened to uh, Dead Ringers. See, <coughs> I'm going to cough a lot because of my coronavirus. Oh, actually, yeah. actually got, I've got a boring head cold instead. Um, no, you're wrong. Um, the Boris Johnson, it uh, like with most impressions, they swim in and out. But when it swims in, it's pretty good, as is the Trump. The, and it, what's strange about the episode, the first episode mm-hmm. is the first time they do Trump and the first time they do Boris. And it's the Boris Johnson. And it's the same person doing both. Mm-hmm. Uh, it oh, misses Jesus. really badly. But then it, as it goes on, it gets a lot better. I found they just couldn't do his accent. It, it was a, it was peculiarly bad. The clip but here's the thing. They don't need... The, the, the point isn't to sound like exact carbon copies. They never did. They certainly didn't in the 80s and 90s when it was Steve Coogan and, uh, doing the impressions. And Steve Coogan sounds like Steve Coogan when he does an impression. You're not allowed to say that. That's blasphemy. You have to pretend that Steve Coogan is the best impressionist ever to have been created by the Lord Jesus Christ. Sorry. 
Okay. But I did listen to uh, some original Knowing Me, Knowing Yous uh-huh. uh, last night and the night before. They were very enjoyable. They were good, actually. And these days, n- not really even remembered. But I think some of the, 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 the nicest sketches were on those originals. I, I enjoyed them very much. Uh, What's so interesting is that how, even though all he'd been is a character on the day to day at that point. Yes. And despite that, he was, um, he felt he, they, they present him as incredibly established, mm. um, you know, part of the establishment. He's such a, uh, um, well-known figure, according to the program that you don't question, it feels like he's, the character's been around for, for, for generations by then. And actually it was a different character to the character. And you, you said the day to day, which again shows that even you don't quite understand it. It was on oh, the yes, hour. Yes, of course, on the hour. And, and his character on the hour was actually slightly surreal. There was one time where he talked about the decomposing corpse of his wife uh, and dealing with it as if just part of a, a little anecdote before talking about the sport and so on. He was just this kind of John Motson grotesque and nothing more. And it's interesting, over the years, his sports affiliation has really dissipated to nothing now, I think. I think so, yes. I think he's... Uh, well, that he, isn't that the career-directed trajectory he wanted to go on? He wanted that Adrian Childs, before even Adrian Childs had tried it. <laughs> yes. If you haven't actually heard, and I do say... Oh, no, Adrian Charles went the other direction. Never mind, ignore me. I, I, we I we, we always will. Um, if, you, if you haven't uh, heard the uh, nominal autobiography of Alan Partridge, actually read by Steve Coogan, you really should, because what's so beautiful about it is it takes those moments in things that we've seen and heard uh, the day to day and on the hour and so on. And it expands on them. So you hear about Ted Mall's drinking problem and when he went to Ted Mall's barbecue and things like that. Uh, it's, it's very good. It takes those moments and it expands them into a whole life story. Surely you've listened. I'm, I thought I had, but I don't remember the Ted Moore part. So In that no, case, you haven't. Not. No, you need to do Gosh. it. It's good. Did Chris Morris write on it then? No, but they used uh, clearly all the things that had been a part of the character's history in a very rich and uh, satisfying way. A lot of fan I'm service. I'm surprised there. anyone else is allowed to uh, write words into the mouth of Ted Moore. <laughs> yes, it's true. But then again, you know the litigious, semi-litigious nature of these people. Remember Her- Herring and what's the other one called? Lee. Herring and Lee. You forget. Herring and Herring Lee, and Lee were, yes. were, were uh, whinging about how they, no, we created that in parties. We want the money. Remember all that? Yeah. Mm. Although I think you would be gutted if you were working on a radio show and then it went to TV and then Ether took absolutely everyone except for you. <laughs> I would be, but I also, I think it's somehow appropriate. Uh, uh, is is uh, Richard Herring still alive? He is. He's very successful with his podcast. Although I don't know whether I don't pay attention to him, so I don't know how. What is, um, is it? Um, the the band topic is, has affected him. Oh right, and, and is it um, as it occurs to you? Is that what the, t- the no? It's the live at the Rest Square Theatre thing he does. He just interviews people, but it, it's very. I find it unbearable. But he um, obviously it came to fame when he got Stephen Fry to talk about his suicide attempt. Okay. But why do you find it unbearable? Is it because, because he interrupts and then in the middle of an anecdote to be funny or is it just that he's yeah. a thick or, or the usual? It's just the celebra- self-celebratory uh, angle of it. So he does these silly questions. I don't Again, I haven't listened to it in years, so maybe he's th- finally stopped. But every week, just the same. Would you rather a, ham, a hand made of ham or an armpit that squirts out sun cream or something was one of them? <laughs> Uh, yeah, every week, and then because it's because 
no one who goes on the show will have ever have listened to it before. So no. for the guest, it's original. And for the listener, it's just painful. Do you know what that reminds me of? It reminds... I don't know if you've ever seen the... Um, on YouTube, the Wired Google autocomplete interviews with celebrities. Have you ever seen those? Uh, no, I've seen the one. Uh, yes, where I've seen pull, the one where they, they go through their own search results. Yeah, and well, yeah. obviously the highly curated and filtered search results. Mm-hmm. There's nothing actually that is the celebrity. You know, for example, there was one with Tom Cruise, and mm, something didn't pop up on <laughs> no? his cards at all. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna type Tom Cruise into Google. Is Tom Cruise? It, a- it was like, is Tom Cruise a? I'm going. And of to... course, an obvious thing to let me. I'll try it as well. Is Tom Cruise a? Oh no! Obviously, yes. I can see they're very careful to filter it even here. Yeah. Tom Cruise, vegetarian, stuntman, fast runner, helicopter pilot, black belt. Interesting. Interesting. You height in feet. Is Tom Cruise a height in feet? Yes, he is. I just put Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is mm. Jack Reacher movie. Yeah, no, Google are very careful to censor things these days, um, uh, as you as you'd expect. By the is way, Cruise, uh, by oh, the way, if you ah, a pilot, a billionaire, alive. Yes, of course. A vegetarian, a stuntman, a fast runner, a helicopter. A, a, is he a stuntman, superstar, yeah, scrappy no. driver, successful actor? SC. Nothing. No results come up. <laughs> no, there is nothing. There is Goodness nothing. me. <laughs> when did Google stop pretending just to be a neutral search engine, I wonder? When they dropped the words, we're not evil, from that, their company that, profile. That's true. Uh, since this is happening in 2021... The next mm. president of the United States will be Joseph Biden, even though his son and he have been revealed as unbelievably mafiosi level corrupt. It doesn't matter. Everybody's closing in. It's fine because, you know, the norms. And he will be the next you president. You only say that because you're such a big fan of Trump. He will be the next president of the United States. Why? Um, I was sure it would be Trump again. No, he will be the next president. And, and he will... Why? Because it's been decided by the norms that that's what needs to happen and the military industrial complex. And then. uh, You sound like a. Are you. Have you joined QAnon? QAnon's about pedos, you idiot. (laughs) It's about any Trump conspiracies, actually, you know. No, QAnon's about pedos primarily. It's about a furniture. It's often about. Do you know what QAnon talk? They they say that without giving teas with with various cream bits in it, everybody's a pedophile. That's what QAnon is. That's because you can't have a cream tea pizza. Is <laughs> no. it, though. So anyway, yes. Um, uh, but of course, Biden is uh, Ibba Bottle, as they say in Yiddish. So he'll be out within a year and then we'll have President Kamala. And she is very sociopathic. She's an awful person. She's very, very bad. I don't know why they chose her. Compared I don't know anything about her. Why is she such a terrible person? Um, well, I'll give you some of So she was a prosecutor in California, and she made sure that she put as many black people in prison as possible for very minor drug offences, and she pushed very hard, and even when people were looking to reform this, she refused. Uh, she refused to allow evidence to come forward, which would have exculpated somebody who was on death row, etc. So just the usual awful, awful person stuff. But what made it worse is that she was then interviewed simultaneously on some radio program or podcast, and she laughed about how she used to, uh, you know, uh, s- smoke marijuana and listen to, uh, I can't remember which rap 
artist she said she listened to, but apparently it had happened that, that when she claimed to have been listening to him, he hadn't even released an album yet. So she couldn't even get her anecdote lie, I'm cool, right? Uh, I, I could go on, but she's basically one of those... No, no, those are, okay, so the prosecuting lots of black people isn't good. No, 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 but, uh, but there, and, there, and, there's, and there's tons more about the corruption that she had with regard to Facebook uh, during her time in California. The fact that her 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 um, staff told her to prosecute Steve Mnuchin because they found a thousand um, inflagrations in his organization. And they said if they looked a little harder, they'd find a thousand more uh, currently high up in politics, Steve Mnuchin. Uh, she refused and wouldn't say why she refused. Of course, uh, a year later, Steve Mnuchin made a very generous donation to her campaign. And so forth. Uh, one can go on and on and on, but just just look her up, and you'll you'll find out exactly what sort of person she is. She is a sociopath, and she's also excruciatingly unlikable. Anybody who's ever seen her in a debate or talk, uh, if you if you remember during the primaries, she was one of the. I think she did worst of all. She did worse than Talsi Gabbard. She was she she was the worst performer in the Democratic primaries, which is now, of course, why she's. Um, up for Veep and will become, not by vote, but by uh, transition, the first female president. So uh, By transition? Gosh. Yes, transition from, because, because, because senile Joe will pop off very quickly. Wait, what age? Shall, when, how long shall he die? I don't think he'll die. I think he'll <laughs> what just... shall he die for? No, answer my question. Uh, I think he'll be dead in four years' time, but uh, he will have stopped being president in a year or so. But presidents and dementia don't tend to... St- one doesn't tend to stop the other. There's dementia and there is um, just total... Uh, I'm defecating myself at the podium, and I think that's the stage he'll get to within within a year. Right. But I think, I think tacitly Kamala will be... In charge, so that's why fun. hasn't Trump done that? Why hasn't Trump done what? Gone mad properly? Um, I don't think that's that's his sort of dementia. He has got some problem with his brain, but it, it, it's rooted in a, in a different way that's more high functioning. Um, Joe's got genuine proper. Uh, I mean, if you look at some of the things that he says, it's actually. It's now quite sad to, to look at. He forgets where he is constantly. He keeps saying he's standing for the Senate. He forgot uh, Obama's name. He is he's just really rubbish. Um, I forget people's names all the time. You probably would. Remember. And I often do say that I'm. If you'd worked for, for if you'd worked for uh, Obama, you probably wouldn't call him President. My boss. <laughs> Which is what I probably did. would. Yeah. Uh, we've got a new kitten. What's it called, President? My Sam. boss. <laughs> It's called President Michael. Is your new kitten any better than the rubbish, expensive, ridiculous Lucy? No. Um, he's, uh, he's a terror. He's in that point where he desperately needs to have his testicles removed. Why haven't they been removed already? Because he's too whittle. How old is he? Uh, I've lost track. But well, he's about three months, I think. Oh, no. Our, you see, our, our kitten that we got, um, the home removed his testicles before they give him to us. And he was... He was abandoned in a cardboard box at like three weeks old or something. So that was really nice of them to remove him from his mother. And I think his testicles were taken off just a couple of weeks later. Um, Grief. You're meant to do it around four or five months. Oh, uh, uh, Wood Green said, no, we, we do it very early. Um, it, it does mean that he's very placid. 
you know. Yes, I can imagine. Right. Well, Sam is quite the opposite. Sam is a, a lunatic to the point where Laura and I now work in our respective rooms of the house with the door closed for hours a day just so we can stop being bitten. Well, we, we rescued a, a cat from a park. That's so brave. Uh, called, uh, whom, whom we named Spencer. And he was very, very, he was, uh, uh, Victoria uh, phoned me. Uh, she was Jews and she's walked through the park. She phoned me and said, can you come and bring the cat carrier? And I said, I'm in the bath. Well, just get out, get out, and go and get the cat carrier, which I did. I got out of rest, got the cat carrier, and went to the park. I like to assume you arrived dripping. Yeah, well, you know, you can know you can't dry properly within a few seconds, do you? I mean, it all just this is very unpleasant. So I Toby can Toby. I take bit Toby out the bath, and he's dry by the time his feet hit the floor. He must be made of talcum powder. He is. Yeah. So, so we got the, and apparently the, this cat was so de- he was very, very bony, about a year old. So desperate, he was so desperate, he'd. They, they'd be walking back home from Marks and Spencer's and he tried to jump in the Marks and Spencer's bag to get the food in there. So, of course, he was named Spencer. Uh, we took him home. He was uh, not neutered. Uh, oh, dear. But we got we, we got him neutered within a couple of days. And then he went to a cat shelter and he's now with his new home. So we did a good deed. Ah, oh, well done. I, I feel very proud. Um, he's not called Spencer anymore. He probably is. Although he did, he he did he he did defecate all over my study. Uh, it was very liquidy, so that that was fun to, to deal with. Mmm, delish. One second, I have to deal with the uh, <sighs> with with the door. Tell say something rude while I'm away. Okay. Um, I'd just like to talk about how lovely Nick is. He's he's very pretty. He's very kind. I'm back he's now, done. so you oh. you're not allowed to be rude anymore. That was too quick. I hadn't got started. Ah, what what television programs are you watching at the moment then? Laura and I are rewatching Psych. It's interesting rewatching. So there's not enough new stuff on. There's so much new stuff, but we just right, you know, for obvious reasons, we just want something that is just completely all-consumingly lovely. There's too and much Psych new is stuff. Perfect. I'm with murder you. mystery. Incredibly funny. Very Psych. silly. You probably told me about it before. Shall I watch it? I don't think you'd like it. No, very I much. would. I have more sophisticated taste. It's tastes about a man who pretends that he's got psychic powers so he can solve crimes for the police. But he doesn't. Okay. But he's in, just hyper observant. Totally. And the, well, the theme tune for the program is called It goes, I know, you know, I'm not telling the truth. I know, you know, you don't have any proof. Good. Um, uh, well, I'm glad. It's that's just very silly. And it's got, it's got um, Dulé Hill in it, who was the kid on the West Wing, who was the black kid on the West Wing who assisted the president. Sorry, I don't see colours. Oh, I'm sorry. He was the um, mono- in monochrome. He would have stood out more. Why? Because of the, the the darker color of the picture. Why was the picture dark? I wouldn't have noticed. Oh gosh, you don't even see black and white. <laughs> I don't. I, I gosh, don't. it must be really hard. I'm blind. Does that, does that tell you? Sorry. <laughs> that is that is, the blind people are the least racist of all, aren't they? They can smell. Peter Blind. <laughs> You are the most racist, and <laughs> yeah. um, Peter Blind is the least racist man. He is. Is he still on the radio four? Has he died of the yes. COVID? Laura, Laura, Laura calls him Peter Blind. Now. She calls him that in front of Toby, which good. is not a good idea. Why that's his name? Oh. It is his name. Is he? Does Does he still sound very fat? <laughs> he does sound very fat. Yeah. Yes. Talking of very fat, um, we were asked to discuss your couch to five k. I think it's probably best we don't because you've disappointed everybody. I've let everybody, I've let myself down. And most of all, I've let the school down. 
You have. You're a disgrace. You're terrible. I want. I really. I know. I keep saying this. I'm. I really. But that's enjoy a lie. No, you don't really want it because then you would. At the end of this podcast, well, exactly. you would upload I don't know. That's what it, I but you won't. I really enjoyed it, so I don't understand what it is that stops me from getting out and doing it some more because I really enjoyed doing it. Well, why don't the listener email in and say what stops you? That I'm a big fat lazy poo poo face. Yeah, it's the activation energy, and it's interesting that you can't get... I mean, I do understand. Look, we all have that activation energy issue, even if we've been doing it for a long time. I have to go running today, and I'm thinking, oh, dude, it's looking a bit grey out. Do You know, the, the fact of having to put on the shoes and get ready, and blah, blah, blah. it's just a bit of a pain. But, mm. you know, you just get over yourself. I know you don't like walking, but Toby and I are yeah. walking about fifty kilom- 25 kilometres a week playing Pokemon Go. I hate walking so much. I know. I like walking. Walking is so inefficient. It's the worst Can of all Can we just worlds. talk about Pokemon Go for the whole rest of the episode? Well, Victoria and Judith do Pokemon Go. I find it tedious, though. One thing, I, I did see Detective Pikachu. You watched the film, did you? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? It's quite good. Uh, they say it's, it's one of the best video game adaptations ever. It's Deadpool for kids. That's my theory. I, I, I didn't mind it at all. And the Exactly. Have you watched Deadpool? Yes. Which I enjoyed. Yeah, exactly. So well, it's Ron Reynolds just but doing the shtick for kids. I enjoyed I enjoyed Deadpool, but its introduction meant that it should have been so much more even than it was. The end of Deadpool is one of the most disappointing moments yeah, I've ever seen in it a just, film. This it is, just the, the whole film it, yeah. is about Say it uh, again? It, the whole film is about not doing that and then it did that. Yeah, exactly. It's about the it's about deconstructing superhero uh, tropes, about rebelling against the nature of comic arc lines and then he rescues us he saves a princess at the end of the film so what mm. how could they be so dumb meanwhile deadpool 2 does not make that mistake and is a vastly superior film oh shall we watch that this weekend oh you definitely should it has the introduction of the team he pulls a team together and i can't it's just it's so wonderful i'm going to watch that you all oh. isn't that exciting yeah uh J- judith and victoria have been watching well, they watched from the start, uh, Red Dwarf, it appeared on the Netflix list, and Judith's been watching it. Although they, they've given up on, I'm not sure which series, the series where you're supposed to give up on, I think. I would say Series 7, then. Something like that. So, but, you know, Judith enjoyed it. Although getting time. through Series 1 and 2 is quite an ordeal. It doesn't get worth watching till 3. Yeah. So they, they... And then it's pretty bad from the end of 3. <laughs> it was never that good. Do you think Toby would enjoy watching it? Mm, oh, I think I discovered Red Dwarf perfectly. I was staying up past my bedtime watching the little portable TV I had in my bedroom. Black and white or colour? Colour. It, was, it wasn't actually that. It was one of those Argos ones that you <laughs> held by a handle at the back. It was like a, yeah, yeah. a 11 inch or something like that. Mm. Um, and I was up past my bedtime and I was watching and this message came on the thing saying, now on BBC Two, it's time for Red Dwarf. Uh, viewers are warned, those with a nervous disposition should not watch this episode. Why? I was like, what is this? I mean, it's, it's, not quite, it's not quite the Channel Four Pink Triangle, but there you go. It was um, it was the episode called Polymorph. Ah, yes. Um, and it would ne- it, it would be on a daytime TV without a warning. Now it was mm. ludicrous that it had the warning. It just had some jump scares in it. Mm. That was it. Uh, but I think because it was pre-Watershed, um, they were a bit paranoid back in the nineties. And um, and so I st- I watched this program that had a warning before. It. And can you imagine being a I think I was being about eleven, being an eleven year old boy who um, is starved of both comedy and science fiction, and yet wanting both. Yes. And then you stumble upon this anarchic, bizarre thing, and there's a scary alien that's actually quite scary when it jumps out of the bin. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, it's uh, it was just an amazing thing to find. I was just over the moon. 
And then there was like Back to Reality. That was another good episode. Another good episode they did. Is there anything like it at the moment? Well, they make they're still making it tragic. No, 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 obviously it doesn't exist. Um, is there anything like it at the moment? Um. I mean, there's I, the I Orville there is a is. bit, but not quite. It's got to be more anarchic and dirty. But funny. yeah, the only the only thing that came to my mind, and it is nothing like Red Dwarf, but it's a it's a good quality, dirty sci-fi. Is um, oh, I can never ever remember what it's called. It begins with a J, I think. The the J expanse. Um, but that's not funny. The J expanse isn't a very funny program, no. Do you know, I keep starting The Expanse and then never getting all the way through it and then really liking it and then forgetting to watch it. It's very good. You have to watch it. It is very good. Why is it very good? Um, Because they... I think they've just realised it well because the source material is highly detailed. It was the the, the books were punctilious. I think it was trying to design a massive um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons game world or something like that in space. So it's massively detailed. So they have the mise-en-scene is very good. The characters can then be well realised within that mise-en-scene. And whilst it is a diverse and interesting cast, it doesn't have the, the smug... Um, new Star Trek. Oh, look, she's a black yeah. girl with, a, with 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 short hair. He he he. Uh, yeah. It feels it feels much more organic, uh, and it feels that that's what the world would be like, rather than there's some smug pedo in Hollywood who's decided to signal that he's actually quite a nice chap by giving the darker actress a chance. <laughs> so the sh- the program that begins with J is Killjoys. Okay, that begins with J. Yes, Joys Kill. Yeah. And it it was it ran for five seasons. It's finished now, so it's fifty episodes, mm-hmm. um, and it's properly good fun. It's funny, but it's not a comedy. It's very funny though, um, and it's about space bounty hunters, basically. Hmm. And it's really enjoyable. In twenty twenty one, will Boris Johnson be the prime minister? Yes. In twenty twenty two, will Boris Johnson be the prime minister? Yes. In. 2021, will we have left the European Union with no deal? Oh, gosh. Yes, probably, won't we? I think yes. No, and no one will notice. No, I, I think whatever's happening now will just be kicked further down the line. It'll just continue forever. <sighs> A good thing to do is to watch Psych. <laughs> That's my recommendation to everyone. Psych. Is, is don't look at the news. Don't think about anything. Just watch Psych and then go to go to bed when you're tired. <laughs> So you don't read? No, I watch like and I go. I listen to books. That's how I because I, I'm Cause too lazy. Well, do you know what I find? I'm fine as I get. I, I have my eyesight is getting worse. I went to the opticians this week. Oh, do you wear glasses um, now? I've told I have to wear my glasses now. Okay, that's um, a gay with a, find... they're gay with an e at the end before anybody complains. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. they don't even know that. They don't know that. They um, think I was being homophobic. And so you read, and so I find the words swirl around a lot when I'm reading now, and that makes it hard work. Whereas when I listen, they just go straight in. Maybe you've just become dyslexic. I don't think so because I can sit and read the screen all day long. Hmm. Um, I find my concentration levels as well are really hard for reading. I end up reading each paragraph three times before I actually take it in because my brain just drifts off onto another topic. I find it different. Uh, well, I think when I listen to books, my concentration level goes. Whereas I, oh. if I read, I can read. What what book did you last listen to? Uh, hang on, let me open up Audible. I'll tell you what's on the go. Audible hopes you've enjoyed this oh. program. Audible hopes you sign your entire life to Amazon. Which you have. 
because yep. you're, you're alive on planet Amazon Earth. and Google. I've just completely sold out. But I don't use Facebook, so there you go. So there you go. Yeah, I sure have rebelled against the system. Yeah. Meanwhile, Google knows precisely to the centimeter exactly where I am at yeah. any point on any day, what websites I'm reading and what I'm doing on my phone. And but Zuckerberg, yeah. no idea. But he doesn't know, and that's okay because yeah. Google. They're not. They're, remember when they weren't evil? Yes, I do. In 1998. So I just, uh, I've just on the fourth of the four books in Stephen King's If It, if it Bleeds, which contains a very enjoyable sequel to The Outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I like a guy called Peter Kleins. He writes um, sort of Lovecraftian horror sci-fi stuff, Lovecraftian which isn't normally my horror. sort of thing. No, but um, it's Lovecraft without being a massive racist. No, what's the point of Lovecraft then? I know. Um, yeah, Peter Klein's writes, and he does does good, good little fun, just distracting stories. Um, they, I've got so many books in there because they've just because they they just had that sale this week, and so I got a bunch of stuff for ninety nine p. Oh, so you don't have a subscription? I do have a subscription. I've got five uh, tokens at the moment. So, but but that's why you bought it for ninety nine p. Well, yes, because it makes more sense to spend the ninety nine p than to spend nine pounds worth of token on a ninety nine p book. That would be silly. It would be silly. May as well get one that costs twenty five pounds, whatever idiotic price they charge for audiobooks for it, for the token instead. <laughs> yes, I, I, I guess so. Uh, I've just downloaded French and Saunders titting about their new podcast. They have a podcast. They have a podcast on Audible. It won't be any good. I hope it. I hope it will be because French and Saunders, as you know, are amazing. But they won't be any good. Let's talk about the first episode of French and Saunders. Well, I don't know if I've seen the first, but you told me you just heard recently. On... I, what, it's all on BritBox at last. Right. Um, the very f- So I obviously I, we've talked about French and Saunders before. And we've talked about the fact that no one, everyone sort of just puts them in the Victoria Wood. Um, uh, who else is coo- like, coo- who coo- coo- the kooky lady file? Yeah, exactly. They're just filed alongside them because they don't actually, because they remember the alien sketch and they remember the... Um, the Silence of the Lamb sketch. But even um, Silence of the Lamb sketch and all that, if they were looking carefully, they'd realise it's not. Exactly. It's there. It's there in those sketches too. Yeah. They, they, but what I didn't know is that they began so far down that that meta upon meta upon meta deconstruction weirdness. So the very first episode begins in this really horrible BBC set. Right. It starts with them arriving by car to the BBC and Dawn getting stuck in the car. Right. And jennifer going in without her and and then they go into this ghastly light entertainment style set at the right. bbc and they have these very very elderly backing dancers um, <laughs> and everyone is dirty and everyone is ugly um and their live band is raw sex of, of course. course you've got roland river on and the other one yeah. but they're both covered in bruises and scratches and they've got blood stains on their clothes and their hair's dirty <laughs> and they've got cigarettes hanging out the corners of their mouths and they're playing these nasty brown 70s instruments <laughs> um and um no one else wants to be there everyone's pissed off with everyone um the running order isn't going correctly then it just cuts to a sketch and the sketch is them doing i'm assuming it's there's just their light because they're very stagey sketches so it's uh-huh. two schoolgirls being a pain at the back of a class and there's no one else in the sketch and it's a static camera it's just a static shot of the two of them right so it feels very much like they're doing whatever they would have been doing on stage uh-huh. and then it just cuts back to this again it just thing it just ends and then you're back in this weird desultory sad broken place with them talking about like jennifer's got 
the tag on the back of her dress and the costume designer is, is pissing them off already. And, and it's all there. It's all there right in that very first episode. It's just extraordinary. I was gasping out loud at how, how multi-layered some of the jokes were. And I can't imagine they cut, I cut to the audience shots are about uh, seven or eight um, very elderly people dressed up in their, wearing their coats and their hats, sat there clapping bored. Um, and it's just, I can't imagine what it would have been like to switch on and watch that first episode out of context. It must have been incredible. In a way, more revolutionary for what it was doing than, say, even Monty Python. At well, the, the young ones, yeah. which would have been contemporary. Yeah, no, very much. Well, slightly so. a, bit, uh, a bit earlier. But yeah. yes, it was, it, yeah, it, felt, it felt much more like Well, that. properly um, subversive it was, in, the, it, in the proper sense. Yes. So. And it was clearly deeply influenced by Q and not by Python. That was what's mm. you know, like the cost, the tags on the costumes as a Q joke, mm. um, and the the cast being. If did you ever have you ever watched any Q? I no, I think I've might have seen clips, but I've not watched it. Properly. It's 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 they've never the BBC to Spike Milligan died furious about the fact the BBC never ever repeated it once. But why didn't they? I don't know the answer. I think. There was some sort of internal conflict of some sort. It's really, if you watch it now, it's racist and it's deeply misogynistic. That's fine. So I imagine that's problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think they would have trouble. They'd have to repeat it in context, and you know, after this year, that gets no, a lot harder. You can't do that anymore. Um, but if you look it up on YouTube, it's it is incredible. It's sad that it's the racist. You know how things from the olden days are a bit racist, and you just sort yeah, of roll yeah, your yeah. eyes. This feels a little bit more than that. It feels a bit too racist. <laughs> like, right. oh, there's actually an issue here. So that's kind of horrible. Um, but the 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 jokes around it, the the stuff they're doing, the way the sketches end. So at the end of when a sketch is petered out, they all just sort of run out of lines, and then they all turn to everyone on stage turns to the camera, and then they all take a step forward and say what are we going to do now? And then another step, what are we going to do now? And they get closer and closer until they all walk into the camera. Um, I remember and that... everyone always had the BBC costume department labels and all the clothes that, or the costumes they were wearing. I remember um, in South Africa getting the Q annual. Really? Which, but not ever having seen the programme. Yes. I, that's, I loved, I love getting an annual of a thing I didn't know about. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I kind of, kind of knew about the programme at all. It was fascinating. <laughs> wow they must, that would be an interesting book too if you still had it yeah well it might be a my mother might have it somewhere in a loft or something it's worth worth looking at i mean I, do you know my theory about um you know my theory that parents are in league with auction houses and more recently ebay oh really no I yeah heard your theory. they create the scarcity of of old memorabilia by throwing it away Oh yes, like when, and then they get a commission when when the big sales go through. Except, I think my grandmother cocked, cocked it up because apparently that had like my my grandfather had a copy of Superman edition one where she put it in a garage and she threw it out. Uh, there you go. See, and now every time one of those you see yeah. one of those going for sale for three hundred thousand dollars or whatever, your your grand's getting a cut. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering how she could. I mean, she, she's having her hundredth birthday next month. I was wondering what was keeping keeping her in in the whiskey. <laughs> but there you go. It's a Superman. See, this is this reminds me of my other brilliant conspiracy theory that has just come back to me because Toby's now experiencing it, which is and I I invented this when I was at school. Mm-hmm. And that is um, school playgrounds are funded by and provided by um, a, a plaster manufacturers. 
There's no other explanation why you would make school playgrounds out of razors. Come on, these days school playgrounds are politically correct. They're made out of rubber and padding and clouds. If only Toby's has got a proper, it's a brand new school and it's got just, you know, those tiny little cutty cutty stones all over. So they always graze their knees every time they fall down. It's good as character building. A child without (laughs) grazed knees can't enter adulthood. He comes home with all these plasters on. I'm thinking, yep, there it is. Elastoplast, they've uh, built that playground. Does he get upset? No, he's proud. He doesn't like plasters. He gets really, he's got a weird thing about having them put on. That is weird because, I mean, uh, Judith will do anything for a good plaster. I know. I wish, and it also means we lose out the placebo effect of the plaster because they don't have the magic power that they should have. Do your plasters not have, for example, um, Disney princesses on them? That might be the problem. Maybe we should get more Disney princesses. And we do have some Peppa Pig ones left over from the Peppa Pig era, which he doesn't like to have to wear. But I always put them on me whenever I get a cut because I like Peppa Pig. It's good. Ah, uh, yes. My uh, nephew, who just turned three, liked Peppa Pig, but he suddenly switched to Hey Dougie. <gasps> good for him. I mean, oh, you could actually, have hold on a moment. Actually, he's made it very clear it's not Hey Dougie. It's called Hey Doggy. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey Doggy. He should let the producers of the programme know. Hey Doggy the is good, good, though. He's done well, though, because of... All of children's TV, the two good programs are Peppa Pig and Hey Dougie. They are the two actual ones that are worth sitting down and watching. Yeah, and what's the one that's worth not sitting down and watching? Every other one. Every other one. Poor Patrol. Oh my gosh! I once went to the cinema on the. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember when you were, when Toby was young? Do you remember Nick? I thought you were saying. Do you remember when you could go to the cinema? Barely. Oh, do you remember when you could go to the cinema? Yes, and they would show these um, Saturday mornings. Uh-huh. We're talking about as long ago as last year here. Oh, that um, other country. Yes. Yes, that other millennium. Hmm. They would show. Um, children's tea they would have like a, a bunch of TV, a new episodes of a popular TV show on at the cinema, and so we would go and see. We went to see a Paw Patrol one, and. I swear, I, it was six episodes of, and they just had the same plot. Every episode was the same plot, and by the end, I was, I was, in gen, beginning to be in physical pain. <laughs> and as we were leaving, I was saying to Toby, "Toby, that was awful." And he's like, "So why, Daddy, was it awful? It was the same." And then I heard this other dad saying to his to his daughter as they were leaving, "They just all had the same story." So, but kids like repetition; yes. they find comfort yeah, in it. It's not for you. But we went to see Peppa Pig in the same circumstances. And there was an episode about uh, Mrs. Rabbit was running the Miss Rabbit, sorry, was running the local TV station. Uh-huh. Um, Miss Rabbit's a lesbian. Pig, good, and she um, was. Uh, she let Peppa Pig come to the studio, and Peppa Pig gets to be in her own TV show, and in the end, up enacting the opening titles of Peppa Pig for the TV show, and then her mum goes. Oh, great. Brilliant, Peppa. Now we can go home and watch it hundreds and hundreds of times. <laughs> I like it when they uh, do that. I love that they, they they hate themselves for existing. Like they were watching Mr. Super Mr. Potato, whatever it's called, Captain Potato. I can't remember. It's been a while. And her mum's going, oh, how is this episode on again? They're very self-aware. Good. A lot of these programs aren't, which is cute, peculiar, because you think yes. that would be the only thing that would keep them, the writers and producers yeah. sane. But you'd think, wouldn't you? So obviously Peppa Pig is, is the most passive-aggressive program on TV. You know, the, the episode, the very famous episode with the glitter. Oh, no, I where, haven't um, seen that one. Oh, they're at preschool, and um, they ask Madame Gazelle if they can get the glitter, and her eye starts twitching. And then she goes over to a wall safe and <laughs> turns the 
the dial on the wall safe and opens it up and there inside is this tiny tiny vial of glitter in the center of the safe and then you cut to an external shot of the preschool the parents come to arrive the door opens and (laughs) just explodes out the door glitter's been cancelled over christmas did you hear who has glitter has it yes because it it kills all the fishies so it's been cancelled i thought you were going to say it did something racist in the 80s no more no well probably did but no more gary glitter no more no more (laughs) no more joke there no more glitter for you over christmas good look it up yeah awful awful stuff people who put glitter inside cards so when you open it it spills out they are worse than paedophiles well they're children so they are paedophiles (laughs) <laughs> all children are paedophiles toby's getting married by the way oh really to uh, yep. a human to seren he was marrying jack but jack i'm afraid has been kicked to the curb what is seren seren is his friend at school what brand it's she's a girl child seren is welsh for star it's actually quite a common name i didn't know okay is she any good does she have prospects does she come from yes, a good, does she come do, from a um, good family <laughs> Her her parents' house is massive. They're clearly loaded. Oh, you should encourage this then. Yes, very much so. Um, like her parent, her parents are both very nice. We get on with them very well. Well, can you do? I don't think you can do much better. Make it happen. Well, they were going to get married last Friday at school, and then uh, Toby put it off, and he's now saying he's not going to get married to her till he's twenty. Jesus, he's scared of commitment, is he? No, no, he just doesn't feel like he's old enough yet. He's but he's at twenty. He's definitely marrying Saren. Hmm, I wouldn't wait that long. Saren's going to be I know, be he's going to lose up. her because she's already got a couple of other guys on the on the table. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he'd better snap her up while he can. He's going to lose snooze. <laughs> yes. The um, early bird. Yeah, poor I feel bad for Jack. Well, uh, Jack sounds like a wrong one anyway. <laughs> Jack and Alfie are brothers, and he was going to marry both of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, David. He really wanted to, He was really upset when I told him it wasn't possible to marry both of them at the same time. I thought you were going to say it wasn't possible to marry a boy because... You can't marry a boy, because, Toby. That doesn't even make sense. Because Jesus boys would be upset. Boys? <laughs> so, um, so, but then he'd probably say, well, hold on, you're saying I can marry a boy, but I can't marry more than one boy. What's the difference? But as I said, the only countries that will allow you to marry more than one person are also the countries that won't let you marry a boy. It's crazy. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the current state of but things. But why, why, why shouldn't... Uh, why shouldn't, particularly gay marriage, why shouldn't gay people be allowed to marry more than one person? I, because it's it's against the laws of marriage. No, but I mean, the, the you can see, if you squint, you can see why bigamy shouldn't be allowed when it's re- regarding the bringing up of children and so on. It can complicate things. And even then there are arguments. But why An should... extra parent doesn't necessarily sound that bad of a thing. Yeah. Why Actually, why is bigamy illegal again? Yeah, that is a good question. I mean, there are, it can, look, obviously, obviously it can turn Christi- into, it's the Christian it, roots of marriage and all religious roots of marriage. No, no, but, but yes. no, it could turn into abuse and so on with multiple partners and so on. But ignore that because any marriage can turn into abuse. So that's not a good enough yeah. answer. And, yeah. and actually, uh, if you look at Judaism and Islam, uh, multiple partners were allowed in marriages. So. Christianity, it was perfectly normal so, until recent so, thousands of years. So, what happened? Interesting, isn't it? How did bigamy become a... Uh, that, uh, we need to look... I have actually sociologically looked up the history of bigamy. I'm going to be visiting a Wikipedia page and then watching the edit wars with increasing despondency and then actually looking it up somewhere else. Hey, Nick. Yeah. It's a bigger mystery. Come on. Just 
of he's fainted in sheer joy at that joke. Um, so carrying on without Nick. Uh, rebooted. There you go. <laughs> good, good morning. Sunday morning. Anybody who knows anything about Nancy Pelosi will get that joke. Good. Good. You should see the spitting image stuff on episode two about Nancy Pelosi. It was very funny. I sent you a photograph of my TV screen. Well, they got the the, the, the hideous, overdone, stretched lip, unable to uh, express anything, facelift stuff, didn't they? So what she does is in each sketch, she meets with a different minority group. And then every time they look back to her, she's adopted more of their styles to herself. So (laughs) she ends up becoming a super butch lesbian and then she becomes a rabbi. (laughs) Excellent. um, And so on and so on. Can somebody please have a word with corrupt, wealthy, older women and tell them that wrinkles look far, far, far better yeah. than that? Just stop it. Yes. Really, it it doesn't look good. It doesn't make you look young. It, it draws attention to the fact that you're desperate and old. It It's horrible and it doesn't achieve what you want it to achieve and it's expensive and you're putting yourself through a lot of pain to make yourself look worse. So stop it, please. I think they've all stopped. Excellent. Good. Good. Cause, uh, I mean, that's good news. Uh, has there ever been one that's worked? I can't think of any examples where that's been, been a what good about Chris rock. I'm fairly sure he's had some hefty uh, facelifts recently. Oh, they're all very, I mean, Biden, Chris rock, uh, Nancy Pelosi. They're all, they look, they, they all look so terrible when they get their face work done. Like that. something is Chris rock was on SNL a couple of weeks ago. Something was really odd about his face. Yeah, well, he probably decided that it did crack after all. Sad. Sad, as a wise man once said. Uh, Yes, indeed. Uh, We're both very pro-Trump, aren't we? I think that... I've always said... You actually are. I think you actually are pro-Trump. No, I've always said that Trump is a symptom, and the good thing about Trump is that he puts an ugly face on bad policies. And I really, really get worried about how people like Biden and indeed Obama before him anesthetize the left. As I've said before, Obama built and populated those cages with the children in exactly. it. Exactly. It was like Obama's idea to put, put uh, uh, yeah. what's the word I can't remember? Uh, scum in cages, yes. <laughs> Immigrants. Yeah. He was called the deporter in chief. He, yeah. he he started more wars than George W. Bush did, and he dropped more bombs than George W. Bush did. Uh, and he used it's this... extraordinary to think that tr- Trump's in such a funny situation with that, 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 that awful kids in cages stuff. It was such bad press for him. But the only words he couldn't say were, but it was Obama's yeah. idea. And, uh, uh, and, you know, the people then say, OK, well, actually, Trump also, he's very bad for freedom of expression and, and for the freedom of the press. Well... Uh, Obama used the Sedition Act to imprison journalists more than all the other presidents put together, and so on and so on. And you just—I really? did not know that. Yeah, you go back and look at his record. Look at what he did after the banking crisis and how he brought the bankers into his cabinet rather than into prison and so forth. He mm. was, in very many respects, doing that which Trump is now accused of doing and often is doing. But of course, mm-hmm. he was cool, so it didn't matter. Yeah, and I—I I find that far more worrying than uh, a game show host buffoon who reveals this to be what it is. And what I really worry about is people just going on about, one of the things that Biden said is, if I'm elected, you won't get rude tweets from me. As if that, that's what this is all about. And yeah. I, you can continue doing it as long as you're not stupid and rude on, on Twitter. 
And that, that, that terrifies me because that means no proper lessons have been learned about the systemic problems within the US society. The fact that Biden has promised that he will veto Medicare for all should it come onto his table. He's promised that he'll continue with fracking. He's promised that he will do all these things that should have been shibboleths to the entrance of progressivism. And he has promised he won't do any of that. He's told Wall Street that nothing will change. So what exactly are people voting for? What they're voting for is for that to collapse and therefore somebody who's much worse than Trump because he's actually competent and has an ideology to come in. And that will be... Somebody like Pence, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 as I said on, on Twitter the other day, I, I must admit I hadn't really looked into Pence's history, and I presumed he was just another identical GOP um, droid kind of thing. But actually, he's properly evil. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking properly evil by actually shilling for big tobacco and saying there's nothing wrong with cigarettes, evil, you know, for, for, and start from there and everything else that you would imagine from that onwards. Uh, obviously, he's a creationist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but you just that starts mm-hmm. to be read. And you know, the uh, the thing about Trump is he's a narcissistic, brash New York businessman who doesn't care about anything other than his ego. And if you look at the things he said before, you know, at times he was for Medicare for all, at times he wasn't. He was mm-hmm. pro-abortion. He was perfectly fine with the gays. He was in. He was. He he he. At some stage, he was in a lot of uh, rap videos as a sign of you know the the the. Um, material access that rap can sometimes um, celebrate. And he enjoyed this status and that kind of thing. He got some uh, black cultural award at some point. He, uh, bizarrely, he supported gay marriage well before um, Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama did. So he, he's not, he isn't the ideologue that I think some people think he is. He's just a narcissist mm. who will adapt. They call him a sofa because he takes the impression of the last person who happened to be in the room with him. And I think, yeah, that's, definitely. And I think that's very true. And I think uh, what Trump should have been was a, a yellow light flashing on the dashboard rather than a presumption that everything will go back to normal once the orange man is gone. And people are not taking that lesson. They're taking exactly the wrong lesson. And that's, I know we weren't supposed to be talking about 2020, but actually this is 2021 and beyond. And that's what worries me. What I would have liked to have happened and what I would like to happen is I'd, I'd like Trump to have another four years. I'd like him to cock up massively. And then I'd like there to be a proper regrouping of the progressives uh, to actually understand what it means to be an effective progressive beyond this kind of weird Clintonite Obamaite um, uh, corporate nonsense. That Clintonite Obamaite corporate nonsense needs to be really defeated properly so that we can reboot the left. Because I don't this this weird fudge that we've got at the moment is going to be the worst of all worlds. And if you don't believe me watch where we are four years into a Kamala Harris presidency Well, here's the, and, and, and watch who's against her in the next election. Well, I was going to say that if you do, you got your wish of Trump for another four years, you unli- very likely wouldn't because the man's you know, he's well, coming up for 80 yeah. by the end of that. So you're, pr- you're more likely to get Pence that way. Well, that is a so, problem. Uh, and I mean, and there, but for the grace of God, did he not die this term? Yeah, there was, there was an interesting, um, argument that you needed to get the uh, Democrats for the um, Supreme Court. But of course, that's now irrelevant. Because, of yeah. course, Amy, she, she's going to be in it anyway. I don't think she, I mean, she obviously she is a 
a staunch Catholic and so on. But I don't think she's going to be as problematic as people presume because very often, and the same thing happened with, with Ronald Reagan, they they were really worried that he was going to bring in conservative judges, and in a sense he did. But Has they, it ever not backfired on them? But these judges end up being judges because actually they find being a judge more cool and actually doing the judgy thing. They quite like the feeling of being smug about um, actually not bringing all their own personal beliefs into it because that that kind of gives them a buzz that they're such lovely people that they can put it aside. So they actually enjoy it. They get a they get a rush on that. And if I, I, I watched because I, I I wanted to see what this Barrett was like. So I've looked at some of her talks that she's given at universities and so on. And again and again and again, she goes on about how personal ideology shouldn't uh, define your the way you deal with 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 the constitution and so on. And I have to say, I've also begun to change my mind a little bit about the way that judges should deal with the constitution. Because you know there are the two schools of thought. There are the there, there's a school of thought that says you basically have to try your best to interpret the Constitution as it was meant to have been when those clauses were written. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you basically, that's what the judge, the judge is there to say, no, no, this clause means this, and it can't be expanded, and we're not going to take into account the way society has changed. This is what this clause in the Constitution means. Versus those who, believe, who aren't originalists and believe in the living Constitution say it's got to adapt to changing times and changing contexts and so on. Now, so it's exegesis versus yeah. isis. Now, I was originally um, very much of the latter. I thought, obviously, you've got to adapt to changing times. You can't have this fossilised thing there to yeah. treat. But then I realised, no, that's a very big problem. Because the whole point of a Constitution is it's meant to draw a strong line that can't be deviated from. And if you want to deviate from it, you need to erase that line and draw another line. You don't get to just blur that line to get a few well, people. How, what, are, what are amendments then? When, 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 an, when amendment is part, no, an amendment is part of the constitution. That's precisely what you should do. If you right. don't like something in a constitution the way it originally is meant, you amend the constitution and you, you jump through the hoops that are necessary to say, as a society, we've changed now. We all agree we've changed now and we have some new hard lines. What you don't want to do is have a constitution and then pretend it means anything you want it to mean by a few people in a Supreme Court who arbitrarily decided that they're going to bend it to be whatever they want it to be. Because that's actually profoundly dangerous and anti-democratic if you think about it. Why are we allowing some judges to completely reinterpret something that society said was a hard line? So you're arguing for exegesis rather than hermeneutics? Certainly with regard to uh, a written constitution, yes. Because otherwise, the written constitution can mean anything you want it to mean. And that is an amazingly useful tool for an oligarch who doesn't want to be bothered to actually argue his or her case before the electorate. And that's well, what's exactly happening. that's what's exactly the same as so it's exactly the same as biblical interpretation because you've got your hermeneutics who where it's all about oh well you know you can make it mean anything you want and therefore you can make it mean no anything but you guys you... have a problem because you... and they, then you've also got your eisegesis no no no, no, say, no 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 we have to yes. apply but events you... from two thousand three thousand no, years ago no, to no, the present no, but, day as if you, they still match you have a problem in that nobody said the constitution was never meant to be amended. No, absolutely. And the Whereas, Bible very much does say that. Exactly. And that's your problem. When I'm not saying that everybody has to obey what the Constitution said forever. I'm saying if you decide the Constitution or a clause in it is no longer fit for purpose, 
then don't keep bending and smunging and pretending. Yeah. Amend it. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and uh, I I think I agree with that because otherwise, uh, Roe Ro versus Wade was a terrible way of trying to deal with the peculiarities of the U.S.'s um, conflict with um, abortion, for example. A, a normal society should just pass laws and deal with them. It shouldn't be in the Supreme Court like that. It isn't in, it wasn't in the UK and various other people. It was the whole reason that the, the houses effectively, the, 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 the legislature said, uh, sorry, the um, executive said, this is a hot potato. You, you guys find a pretext to deal with it, please. And then we can blame you or worship you for doing that mm. without taking the heat ourselves. The same thing is happening with Obamacare at the moment. So there's a part of Obamacare which uh, to, to do with forcing people to buy insurance or be fined. And they're saying that's actually anti-constitution. You can't force somebody to buy a private product or be or, or have the government yes. fine you, which which I kind of think is right. Yeah. And so and so they're saying, oh no, it's terrible, it's terrible. They're, uh, it, they're, if if Barrett comes in, they're going to pull down the whole of Obamacare. Now the Democrats could have just negotiated an, a, a, a law which got rid of that particular compulsion and kept the rest of Obamacare. And of course, there are issues with doing that, and that it requires compulsion to a degree and so on but you see what i mean rather than going through what you would have to do if you didn't have the supreme court and that is just owning that problem yourself and dealing with it they say oh it's it, it, it's these the, it's the wise magi who are either going to or not going to do this particular thing to our particular policy and you need to vote for us to make sure that we can get our wise magi in rather than their wise magi that's no way for a democracy to behave so, yeah, I think the, the uh, what I would do, if, I think the Supreme Court should um, refuse to see many more cases than it does and say, no, you guys deal with it. You're elected to deal with it. We're here to deal with the very, very big constitutional things, not to not to clean up your mess and allow ourselves either to be fall guys or heroes. So, the other thing about putting a Catholic on the board mm. is it's, it's interesting. It's, there already it's was a Catholic. Scalia was a Catholic. Sure. But it's damaging at one end and very helpful at the other because it makes capital punishment a lot harder to. Well, um, does it? I mean, if they, if this Catholic, if she truly says, "I will do what the Constitution says," then yeah, that's be so. It's interesting to see because obviously, when it comes to abortion, they're very dangerous. But when it comes to capital punishment, Catholics are the primary fight against it in America. Correct. It's, it's interesting what's happening in America. Uh, things can change culturally quickly in ways you don't realize i mean look at look at gay marriage you know yeah uh, and, and weirdly it's some of that's happening with with capital punishment as well it's just kind of fading and it was such a big issue and many states now are don't implement it or have have moratoria and that kind of stuff i, I think hopefully um, uh, within 10 years it won't be a thing although i do worry that the recent well, texas um, and arkansas and places like that it's very un i mean they kill every someone every week it seems unlikely i do uh wonder if these recent riots are going to cause people to get and then defund the police stuff's going to cause people to get all law and ordery again about it but i don't know um it's it, well you talk about texas i mean what about california well, I was going to ask you, do you think there's any chance they will try to secede themselves from the union? No. California has the death penalty. Yes, Chicago has the death penalty. They don't use it and haven't used it in decades, but yes, they do. Or Illinois, I should say. Illinois. 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 
Yeah. Well, they we haven't talked about Pokemon Go at all. This is awful. It's the worst Pokemon Go podcast I've ever listened to. Let's go on then. Well, I don't really have anything to say. All I do is I just play it all day long, every day with Toby. Does Toby like it? He's absolutely obsessed with it. Pokemon is the only thing that matters to him right now. What does he? What does it give him psychologically? Um, I think the game, the Go, Pokemon Go specifically. So, those who don't know, it's the mobile game where um, it's an augmented reality mobile game where you go around and Pokemon appear in the real world. Although, once you get to a certain, you get over that and you just play it with a cartoon. Version. Oh, as Hillary Clinton said in 2016, because she's with the kids, she said, "Pokemon Go to the polls." Yeah, it's clever. Mm. It's clever. But the idea, the, what is great about Pokemon Go, if you've got small children, is it's about the Go is very important. You can't you can't stay still and play it. You have to be on the move. Mm. Um, and so uh, Toby, like I say, Toby's walking a good 15 to 25k a week playing this game um, and never once complains that his legs are tired. That's, and really that's just, if for a five-year-old, that's astonishing. He will walk any distance just to play this game. And you go, you know, we've learned where all the Pokestops are around us and all the gyms are, and then we'll walk to, we'll go on these various different routes. And sometimes we go off in directions we've never been in before and explore. We we found little parks in our neighborhood. We didn't know were there. Um, as we just go off and have all these little adventures and it's really fun, but there's also the constant pursuit of the new. So you new Pokemon are coming, you know, they, they change every month. They change which Pokemon you can catch more easily right. and then you get other ones through eggs and you get other ones through raids and you get and so this and then you evolve them as well so oh, if you get enough I've, candies. I've had this I've, I've been driving back from someone Victoria said could you go down that side road please I said why <laughs> yes yes slow down stop what, what's going on oh <laughs> Victoria's level what is she level 40 level 8 million I don't know she's been doing because the level 40 is the max and um, it takes a long time to get there there's a dad at Toby's in Toby's class who's um who's been playing it for years and he's only level 38. Yeah, I think she must be. I mean, she's been doing it since it was on vacuum tubes. Right. I'm just going to find it because we're fr- you, me and your wife are friends. Are you? It's weird. Yeah. Um, there she is. So let's click on her. Yep, she's level 40 and her current buddy is a Pikachu with a cap on. Ah, Pikachu cap. And then something, oh, I've got a shiny accent. Does that make a difference? Apparently it does. She she managed to catch a shiny Pikachu um, in on last Tuesday's event, which I'm very which Toby and I are very envious of. Have you allowed, Have you used this to introduce Toby to Japanese culture and so on? Um, he's watched. Uh, so this all started because he was watching um, a really unpleasant anime on um, on Netflix. Mm. And it was really violent. So Laura looked for something else. Mm-hmm. And so she tried Pokemon because mm-hmm. season one of Pokemon from 1996 or whatever is on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Judas he, watched that. And he instantly loved it. And so I remembered, oh, I tried to show him Pokemon Go when he was too young and he didn't care for it. I put it back on again. And he's just this cartoon that he was enjoying. Suddenly he got to be Ash and um, ah, become a Pokemon trainer. You should get the Pokemon uh, manga uh, which Judith got started getting when he, she was about his age. Uh, you know, you have to read it back to front and all that, and you start from the beginning with the, the Ash thing and so on. Mm. Well, he's reading. Like he's not quite there with his reading yet. Well, he might. So. The Pokemon might help him. To it do may. It. He's. Um, but he's. Uh, we're getting the, getting the Pokemon magazine. Just get him into uh, comic books. 
Yeah, well, the magazines magazines are a good way into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Which magazines he's, he's, does he have? You've got to remember he only he's only in his second year of school and he missed half of the first year because of the um, things of the c word. Yeah, well, he, um, so he's you know he's had a he's had a slightly stu- stunted um, introduction to reading and writing. He's doing really well. He started he started. I came into his room this morning when his, he should have been up and he wasn't up, and I went in. And he was sat in his bed writing in his little writing book. Oh, very good. This is so cute. Um, but he is only five. Hmm. Um, but his re- it's, I'm, he's do- I remember seeing other people's kids do this, going from sounding out words painstakingly with mm-hmm. every phoneme and so on, and now he's just saying the words with the, and, you know, it's, oh, it's so cool watching reading just broying into his brain. I love it. What are you being distracted by? Uh, well... Victoria's brought in my laundry. <laughs> well, as long as it's something important. Well, I got some sh- because I hate doing ironing. I don't. We don't even have an iron. And she obviously won't do my ironing, or she can't do it properly anyway because it never looks right. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I actually tried. I, I said, "Well, screw it. I'm getting there's like some op- the the latest local laundry and press does where you give X number of shirts and they'll return them washed and pressed properly. And I'm liking coronavirus all over them. I'm liking the look of this. It's worth being intubated for. Very good. good. See, I, you don't have this excuse, but I've always maintained that when my body is the size, shape and consistency of an ironing board, mm-hmm. I will iron my clothes to match. Yeah. And you also, you get very hot and, and steamy. Because you're always too hot and wet, and so on. There, so that will just. I'm not a. Do you know I'm not a sweaty person, despite my. You look like you I'm should be. I do, but I'm not a sweaty person. Ah. I'm very lucky that way. Shall we say um, goodbye to the listener? No. Okay. Don't say goodbye no. then. I'm not done. I've got. Other I want to know why we spend so much time talking about American politics and so little talking about British politics. Uh because British Britain's a bit banal, isn't it? I mean, the, the the answer to Britain is nobody's in charge. Nobody knows what they're doing. Uh, We're in a situation now where we have a government up. that is genuinely ena- announcing laws 20 minutes before they're enacted. That's a real thing that's happened. Nobody knows really. I mean, the, the, the tier thing, the, this thing, it's like, it's like, I don't know, what should we try? I don't know, we could have a tier stuff maybe with a three, two, three level. That, no, what, did we do that last week? No, no. Uh, Let's make it so that uh, you can six people, no, four, six people, no pub or pub. Yeah, 10 p.m. I don't know. I like the way they have the announcement of this tier system. And then Koonsberg asks the science guy stood next to him during the announcement. Is this going to work? And he goes, nope. (laughs) Well, of course, it's not going to work. It's ridiculous. It's just amazing that he says so. No, it's not going to work. And of course, the uh, of course, the. the 10 p.m. curfew made things worse because, of course, it collected a lot of people together at 10 p.m. Well done. I don't. I. 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 I so I still don't watch the news. I still don't read Twitter. I'm still. I because I because I my anxiety is such a state with this. Um, You're so terrible. And I constantly convinced I've got it and blah 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 blah. So I'm just <laughs> a, an, an embarrassing, pathetic mess with it. You but are. You're awful. I am awful. Um. But 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 the 10 p.m. pub thing has anyone ever ventured a, a reason for it? No. Like has there, is there ever been a given? Yes. Like if we yes. Yes. Actually, there is. Early, what's the rationale? Uh, John, have you seen Gremlins? Yes. <laughs> it, it turns out that the COVID virons are yeah. similar to monk white. 
Ah, okay. That's that's why. But that's my point. There's nothing. There's no rationale to it. No, there at isn't. All. It just sounds like you're doing something. It's it the... was a thing. Yeah, it's like um, all shops aren't allowed to sell food beginning with P between two and three in the afternoon. It's the politician syllogism, isn't it? That's it. Yes. Uh, which I, I, I don't need to remind you what the politician <laughs> syllogism is. Do I? Please tell me I don't have to. Not even for the listener. Yes. You want to because you've it will make you feel a little bit smug but no you don't have to yeah okay well i shan't well i know i will because i think there is one... no no because i know i think it's unfair i think there will be one listener who will think we're just no because <laughs> I, I think there'll be a Google. listener who who there'll be a listener who's thinking actually they're being tosses by just going oh you know what it is it's it's the solution goes one we must do something two this no. is something three therefore no, we must we do must this do so. it's it's actually a uh, an no, undistributed no. middle yeah policy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so obviously the this in this case was I don't know close the pubs at ten pm. Can we have seven? Shall we say that we're allowed to have seven people? And no, six. <laughs> okay, etc. And if you see a group of seven, snitch. Yes. <laughs> Such a weird society. And remember that you've you you must like like my, my brother for example is doing a. Uh, is doing a a, a a court case and they told you you all have to come in court uh none of the barristers or the uh or, or any of the other functions of court are allowed to wear any any masks they're sitting hug a bug very close to one another um because the the, the room is too small etc uh and and they're coming in and out by public transport and so on there's no attempt to even do anything but of course all the um exhibits and the bundles are are massively disinfected and wrapped in plastic or whatever because that 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 matters that 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 that, that will make the difference uh, this is such performative th- kabuki theater crap all of it the sick the sixth thing is so frustrating because in every, scotland wales and northern ireland i believe children aren't included in the six yes and here they are so you can't if you've got well english children are dirtier than the brythonic celts that's why say again english children are dirtier than the brythonic celts that's why. Ah, fair enough. Hmm. But yeah, you can't two families. So we're lucky because we've, you know, having only one kid means we can meet up with single parent families of two kids. Hmm. <laughs> Another single. Well, child I don't know. Family. It depends what tier you're in. We're only tier two because we're great. We're in no, tier. tier one. I mean, Hang no, on. London's in I don't tier. Know. London's in tier two now. We've we've only know. We're so lucky. You've been very naughty, haven't you? And I also love the work from home unless you don't really want to, or your boss says you shouldn't. Okay, that's brilliant. Also, the 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 NHS app hasn't updated to this tier system, so it says that I'm medium, but nowhere in the country is lower than medium. Yeah, and the system isn't allowed to go lower than medium. No. So medium doesn't mean medium means nothing. Yes, um, and it doesn't take doesn't mention what the tiers are. So it says BS thirty one is in local COVID alert level medium. Your area has coronavirus cases. Mm. Your area is in line with national restrictions. I mean, the venue check-in thing works. That's quite good. It's very good that we have been disabused of the notion that there are an elite of, even if we think they're evil, competent adults in charge. I don't think anybody could honestly believe that right now. And I think it's healthy for us to realise the truth of this. But you say that, but the Conservatives are still ahead in the polls. Yes. Um, you would think that the not people in power would be ahead in that situation. Uh, I think 
Corbyn did such a huge amount of damage, it'll take time. Corbyn really did more damage than even I thought he did. I thought it would be a shorter term kind of get rid of him and then things can resume. But no, no, I think he basically gave the party cancer. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take a while uh, because even... You you know even with new leadership there are still a bunch of tosses there who are causing issues so we'll see oh yes we'll see it's all very you've still got your Owen Joneses it's all very depressing oh did you hear the um, Len McCarthy of Unite is is withdrawing much of the money because the Labour Party said they'd be nice to Jews. Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't see that. No. Yeah, but Len McCluskey is funding everyone who wants to sue. Um, uh, the Labour Party. Yes, he's he's a real baddie. You know, he's just, he is a proper baddie. He's a proper baddie. I quite like him for that. He's not pretending. He's just a proper good old fashioned baddie, like we used to have. Good old Nazi baddie. He's a good baddie. I like that. Um, I've been watching Succession. Have you? What's that? It's this uh, HBO program about a media magnate and his squad. Oh, it's the, the Murdoch thing. Yes. Although, more than Murdoch thing, it, it's basically a soap opera. And as I said to my brother, it's a bit like, um, you, you know, uh, Des and his children arguing about who gets to control the waterhole. It <laughs> it, 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 and when you realise that, it, 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 I quite like it because then it gets rid of the pretensions of what it is. It's It's like... A modern version of Dynasty or something. It's but if nothing explodes, it can't hold my attention right now. I've been watching Away. I'm very slowly watching Away. What's on that? Netflix. That's um, Hilary Swank's uh, science fiction. Thing. It's about her first, the first man's trip to Mars. Personed trip to Mars. Humaned. Yeah. Trip to Mars, and it is quite good. It's very slow, and I like it for that. It's yeah, but is it also no? About... Yeah, hold on. Does it does it do the science and stuff properly? Um. It's, I don't know enough to know. The one thing I don't understand is the communications. They talk in real time. No, that's it. No, that's it. In that case, it's cancelled. No. No, no, listen, let me no. get into my sentence. Don't but at a certain point, they go out of range of that. And there's this whole episode about they're saying they're having their final conversations. But I don't understand why the delay doesn't build up and up and up you during don't, that time. You don't get to um, be in range of um, violating... Uh, the fundamental principle of this of the maximum speed of light. That's it. I know, and it's so that's. But I guess it would be a very awkward and boring program to watch but if you had to have whole, every conversation with thirty second delays. And that's stuff. the whole point. You have you you have those constrictions, and the, the the genius is in being able to nevertheless make something compelling with that. So you deal. Well, with that. anyway, they've reached. I'm in the. I've reached the point now where they can only send text communications with big long delays. So they've got thirty minute waits before. So when stuff goes wrong on board, they have to make do, make their own decisions. And where well, I thought start it was going to say stuff gone wrong, communicating with Earth or with with what with whom. Uh, it's uh, NASA on Earth, and there's a moon base. Okay, where they launch from. Okay, but so, but obviously, communicating from Mars to an orbiting thing would. They be haven't. Good. They're only halfway to Mars. Hmm. But it's much more about things like the fact that Swank's got a teenage daughter and the hurt, the hurt that she experiences because her mum's left for three years and oh, her, God, husband that sounds awful. her husband oh, has God, a stroke. Her husband has a stroke just awful. as he's oh, flying oh, off. Oh, well, no, it absolutely sounds awful. not. It's Human actually... interest, Wank. No, thank you. 
I know. Well, that's what you were just saying about your Murdoch program. That's why it sounds like it's only human interest wank. Yeah, but at least there's backstabbing and stuff. It's not just well. There's back. But so the thing I was worried about with Away was you have uh, the the crew with people representative from all over the world, and oh, the Russian is a bit dodgy, and the the Chinese is a bit unemotional, and then it's all going to come out, and and then. and and you think oh no they're going to be undermining each other and actually they they do quite a good job of going they all that all comes to a blows and then it's all sorted and i i liked that that was that felt more realistic than having you know someone rubbing their hands and sneering behind someone else's backs the entire way there. like doctor what was his name in lost in space oh yes smith was not dr it? smith yes yeah. dr zachary smith now i really like the Lost in Space on Netflix. It's terrible. Oh, I have, but I really I've, I've like refuse it. to watch it. I presume it'll be absolutely. It's awful. very enjoyable. It's good, and um, hasn't it got him off? Really interesting. Hasn't character. it got him off Friends in it? No, I thought it had him off Friends. No, who does it, who does it have in it? It's got some people. Lost in Space uh, reboot. Let's see who's in Lost in Space 2018 series. Hmm. I really thought it had somebody. No. Yeah, okay. But it's got um it's got a much bigger cast for various reasons. And the robot is a really interesting character, although it comes you know, it's not it's bad, but it's very enjoyable. Why is the robot uh, an interesting character? Because it's not just some, you know, in the TV show it's just some friendly robot that happens to bump into the kids into the kid when they arrive on their planet. Whereas in this, the robot is potentially very dangerous and there's lots of intrigue as to why, where it comes from and what it is and why it can be evil and, and so on. Does Seabong Jime and Lambo play Angela Goddard with a Zimbabwe accent or American? Oh, hang on. I can't remember. I don't know the names of anyone. It's not good enough to care about their names. He's Zimbabwean actress. I'm just looking it up now. Season two, recurring season one. An engineer and fellow survivor struggling with post-traumatic stress disorder in the wake of her husband's death during an attack on the Resolute. A character is named Angela Cartwright, who played Penny Robinson in the original television series. Um, Hang on. You're saying the girl who plays Penny Robinson? Yeah. No, the girl who plays Angela Goddard. No, Mina Sundwell plays Penny Robinson. No, Angela Goddard. I didn't say Penny Robinson. Angela Goddard. I don't even recognise. I can't even see her on IMDb. Sibongile Milambo plays Angela Goddard, Angela... season two, recurring season one. Oh, oh. Um, do you know? I don't know. Shows you're terrible. She's in the. She's only she's in the main, main cast. Character. She's not a major character. She's in the main cast. She is, but. She's, you know, the, it's mostly just about the Robinson family and po- po- Parker Posey as ridiculously scene-chewing su- ah, um, Dr. Smith. No, too much, too much even for him. Her, Parker Posey. No, Dr. Smith is a male. Well, and now she's, now she's a lady. It's Parker Posey. Parker Posey's great. We like Parker Posey, but the... Um, the way she plays her is a little, little bit overacted. Well, just a speech. wasn't the original Doctor Smith also overacted? Yes, very much so. But you say she takes it too far, just a touch. There's a new, they're making a TV series of High Fidelity. Oh dear! Stop it! It's got Zoe Kravitz in it though, so it's worth watching. Is that Lenny Kravitz's daughter? It sure is. Very good. 
She is so very pretty. Really? No, I'm going to go to type mm. Zoe Kravitz into my into my uh, web browser. Her mummy is Lisa Bonet, one of the prettiest ladies who's ever lived. Oh so. yes, yes, of course, of course. Let's have. Let's see. Oh my gosh, I was in love with Lisa Bonet on the Cosby oh. Show. Also, she's world. kosher. Zoe identifies as a secular Jew. Well, there you go. There you go. So yes, because she... Lisa Bonet is, is, is Jewish. I didn't as know. A, and Lenny Kravitz. So, so she's she's going to confuse a lot of um, BLM racists. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gosh, I loved her on A Different World, Nick. Whew. Did you like A Different World? Uh, it was very, it was on when I was 10. So I don't think, I, I don't know if it was any good, but I remember being very attracted to Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet was good. Um, I remember, I think the Cos, I preferred the Cosby show to a different world, but you know, who didn't? Well, yes. Because, you know, you really needed the wonderful, avuncular, purest-driven yes. character of Bill Cosby to be there to hold the warmth together. Have you seen this this really sad thing? I can't remember the actress's name who played his wife on the Cosby show. Felicia Rashad. Yes, she is um she will not condemn him. No, She's no. absolutely convinced that he's innocent. Yeah. Stupid woman. That is really sad. She's very good on psych. She plays Ga- she plays Gus's mum on psych. What about Theo Huxtable? Does he um does He's the, a director now. But has he repudiated? I don't know. The character, yes, the character has. <laughs> Theo says, I forgive you, Malcolm Dad. Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm Jamal Warner hasn't, but Theo Huxtable says, I forgive you, Dad, for all your rapings. <laughs> oh, he's lost lots of acting. He was in Sneaky Pete. Mm. In Poppy Dog Pals. Mm. I thought he was a director now. He's got 12 directing credits. Well, that's a director. He has a director since 2001. and uh, 2011, I'm wrong about that. You're very wrong let's about do, that. Let's keep this podcast going as we look through the cast of The Cosby Show. Rudy Huxtable. Oh, poor old Rudy. She became ugly and they had to get another cute one in. They did. They did that to her, didn't they? Yeah, and, and now the cute one is... She does her... What's she called again? I don't know. but So um, Rudy went on to be in House of Pain for 13 years. Really? And also in some television programmes? <laughs> um, was it Vanessa? Was that the cute little kid? Yeah, it must have been. No, no, Vanessa. Oh, wasn't. no, she was the older teenager, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, Vanessa. Yeah. No, there was... Oh, for goodness sake. She, she, she is... The, the, the one who replaced Rudy was... She's also famous now. Um, oh. It's Why is IMDb listing her up at the top? What's going on? Do you want... Oh, look up... Go into... So you want to see what Rudy Huxtable looks like now? Go to Keisha Knight Pulliam's Wikipedia page now. Yeah. Well, I'm on our IMDb page. She looks fine. There's no problem. Yeah, she looks great. She just went through a bad stage. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and got she cute enough for television for a bit. Yeah, she, which is fair enough. Raven Simone was on. That's it. Yes, Raven Simone was the one who replaced oh. Rudy. Yes. Hang on, but she's credited as Olive, Olivia Kendall. Yes, she because she moved in. Uh, cousin Ray, cousin Olivia came. Oh, I see. It wasn't another baby. Yeah. So that Raven Simone. I didn't realise that was her. Oh my gosh. Well, she's certainly done well for herself. She's done well for herself, but also she, I think I think these days Rudy looks better than Raven does. Goodness. I me, think the tables have turned. Well, none of them looks as good as Lisa Bonet, so... 
How's Lisa, Lisa Bonet looking these days? She might not look beautiful. good. Age cannot sully her. Racist. She is beautiful. What? <laughs> she is beautiful. Her, she is joint prettiest lady in the world with Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Mm. I'm looking up Rosario Dawson. No. I mean, I can see You're what wrong. I do. No, I'm just fine, but you, you, you have, what, seven or eight billion people. I... I have quite a thing for Rosario Dawson. Okay. Although I also have also fallen in love with Lottie from off of this series of Bake Off. <sighs> Never watched and, an episode uh, of Bake Off. Laura, you should watch it because it's very lovely television. Laura, Laura has to sit there listening, watching me sigh and just and because oh my gosh, is Lottie she allowed? Is she allowed to fancy anybody on telly? Yes. Whom yes, does she, she fancy? Oh, so many people. What a type. Um, do you know she's got a few distinct types? Mm-hmm. I love it when we do a podcast, when we do an episode where it's just us having a chat and we've forgotten to stop oh, yeah. recording. Well, what's what? No, um, what's her type? Um, so she likes a she likes a big, strong, muscly black guy. Same with Victoria. Funny that. Uh-huh. I think they all do. So, yeah. In fact, she had a physio because she's got. Uh, she turns out arthritis in her foot. <laughs> right. Um, and this physio, she was. She's okay. She came back from the first one. She said, John, I'm really sorry. I'm leaving you. <laughs> Well, fair enough. Uh, has the arthritis got better? No, I think you're going to have, to have a lot more sessions. You're going to be a lot, you're other, gonna, other you're other be a lot firmer. Like firmer. Pull harder. She's been going on about him. So other mums in the in the school are like, oh, I do have something wrong with my, wrong with my back. Oh, a bit of lumbago, yes. Aches and things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that type. And then she likes um, the sort of uh, stubbly... Um, like oh do you know I've forgotten the actor's name White Collar Dude is now in um, other TV shows. So seen Matt Bomer. What's his name? Matt Bomer. B O M E R. I will be. Uh, I, I will. I will let me adjudicate. Yeah. Oh, it's a sort of chis- chiselled but yeah. clean cut. Yeah. Like that sort of chiselled stubbly dude. Very cla- Very cliche. The thing about Matt Bomer is she doesn't have much of a chance with him. Why? Because he's married to a man. He, I know, he, he may, he may, and whatever next. But he, no, but he, he may decide that he's flexible. He's got. They've got children. They're a very committed relationship. Uh, sorry, Laura. he's now in Doom Patrol, and I've said before that everyone should watch Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is incredible, and brilliantly they cast one of the most beautiful men in the world, and then he's permanently wrapped in bandages. Which is uh, great. So they, yeah, I love that they cast a ludicrously gorgeous man and wrapped, and then wrapped his face in dirty bandages for every episode. Do you want to give, even though you failed, do you want to give other people who particularly have mental issues and so on some encouragement to begin doing physical exercise? Oh, it's it's it's. I have spent my whole life. I'm 43 this month, um, which means you're 44 now, aren't you? It means everybody is just too old. Yes, we're all we're all yes. dead very soon very soon um and i spent my whole life going running is obviously not for me it's obviously not for me and i'm sick and tired of everyone thinking like it's the only thing that's going to work obviously i'm not up. a human with with evolved uh, legs and things it's exactly but no it's like oh but there's got to be something other than running because you get out of breath and i'm fat and it's hard work and you know people are going to stare at me and there's no one around blah, blah, I, wasn't, I, I was surprised at the number of people who do have that as a worry people are going to stare at me it's a bigger worry than i thought yeah 
And then I, what I thought to myself was, when I see a fat person go running past me, I, I have never in my life gone, oh, you big wobbly fat fat. I've gone, oh, bloody hell, they're doing it. Yes. And, I've, and I have an un, un, irrepressible respect, mm. which I can't help. Which is very um, And I don't think that's unusual. And if it's anyone not. does go, ha ha, look at that fatty trying to run, then um, I think they are on the losing I'm side. More likely, I'm more likely to get that. I've, I've received run, forest, run far more than you would. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I've never had anyone shout out. The, the, the funniest um, thing, the funniest thing is, is usually some younger, uh, so some sort of uh, or, or, or younger men or older teens who will kind of make fun by pretending to start running with you, like just oh really, yeah, and they'll kind of go oh come on then come on then. And what I love is I know what's going to happen because I say all right. You know, sometimes even when I'm with with running with somebody else and they they kind of join in and they kind of slightly kind of making fun of but I, I can also do this where i said okay how's this going to end because i'm not stopping and you look <laughs> like you can't take another step and you're go- this is only going to end with your ego bruised so maybe you wanted to <laughs> and, and you know you can see that they're just having to sort of very sheepishly pretend that they just got a bit bored <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine why would anyone whose life is so empty that they need to do that I, so it is funny, but uh, yeah. So and that's what I'm saying. Actually, well, so don't put people off because none of this has ever happened to me. Well, no, uh, it won't happen to you. It's more likely to happen to me and people like that. It's interesting, and I've seen that. Yeah, no one wants to run alongside the person who looks like they're just they're currently in the throes of a heart attack. No, exactly. Um, but the thing is, I did it. I just got off. I just one day did it, and it feels so much better. And it hurts, of but it does. it's kind of good hurts and if you have and if you're constantly worrying like i am it's really hard to think about coronavirus or um whatever random thing that you're obsessing on when you hurt that much and you've got a podcast playing in your ears yes. it's really hard um and, and at I the end up- you do feel that there's a there's an earned tiredness and relaxation which which i enjoy it's like sometimes if i haven't been running and i'm going to sleep i feel i don't really earn this tiredness it's not real tiredness and yeah <laughs> Yeah, there, there is something you you will learn to know the difference between your body saying, "Ah, actually, I, I'm going to enjoy going to sleep now because I'm making up for the activities I've done in the day," rather than just having that bunch of nervous energy that hasn't gone anywhere. It, it's 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 initially subtle, but you'll 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 notice it if you ever start it again and continue it. Um, and the reason that I like running is that it, it actually it doesn't require anything beyond shoes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't require you going to some gym or whatever extra equipment, extra cost, extra this, extra. The impediments are very limited with regard really, to what you do. It's socially distant. Yeah, it is socially distant, um, um, and you can pretty much do it in all weathers. I much prefer it when it's cold. I, I found my speeds have oh, gone yes. up dramatically in autumn. You've chosen the worst time to drop out because you'd be loving it yeah. now if you'd have continued. You started in it the worst time. It was, in fact, time. the thing that started off the dropping out was it getting to when it was around 30 degrees and I just couldn't face the idea. Of now it. it's beautiful and you're missing it all. So, um, I should do it again. And the other, well, the other thing you is I got because to... You're, because you are rubbish. I got to the point where I could do 5k you and then did. suddenly it felt like I had to. And I just, it was really hard to remind myself it was okay to go for a 2k run. Yeah. Also you're rubbish. You're and just, I'm rubbish. You're incorrigibly and awful. Yeah. That's stupid. Allow everybody to use you as an example of what not to do. Well, yeah, just do it. Just go and do it. And the, the other thing is your legs hurt the next day and that's fine. You don't need to run the next day and your legs will stop hurting in two or three days time. Then you do it again. And then eventually and your legs will hurt less. And then, yeah, and then they stop hurting. Yeah. The next day. And then you might, 
push yourself and do a really big run and then they'll ache the next day but it's you end up just really proud of that ache. well what's yeah exactly it becomes an addictive one well, same thing if people who haven't gone to the gym for a long time if, if you do that and you like you're doing squats or you're doing something and your arms or your core aches the next day and you know that is so delicious and then you actually get a little bit annoyed two or three weeks later when you do it and you're not getting that ache anymore <laughs> it's like yeah. hold on where's my where's my smugness pain yeah it, it it is fascinating and the the calm that one can have for a while after you've done it is very very good and it's interesting sometimes i forget that that's something that one has or gets and it comes as a, almost like a nice bonus it's weird doesn't matter how many times i run oh i'm feeling quite good now oh yeah i went on the run that's why and it's you, mm. you forget that that's a feeling that you have so all in all, it's worth a go. You will hate it the first few times you do it. It will feel like you're going to die. Your body will tell you that you are going to die. Uh, you will feel like you've got asthma and you're undergoing chemotherapy at the same time. <laughs> but It's not that bad. Here's the thing. Get hold of the free BBC-sponsored um, Couch to 5K app. Don't get the other ones. Get the one the BBC and Public Health England have done and get and choose Joe Wiley. It doesn't matter how much you can't stand Joe Wiley choose joe wiley as the voice because she is she's the voice you want in your head as you're doing this because she is um she's the all the others are like if you choose um who do they have they got michael jordan i think and he's like yeah you can do this go for a run uh, it's just like he was so angry that he had to do the recording whereas joe wiley's just having a chat with you going look this is gonna hurt but you're gonna do it and i'm gonna be so proud of you at the end and like you've really and then she'll pop in and go right you've got this you're amazing and i remember when i finally did this the 5k she was like i wish i could be there to throw confetti over you <laughs> and it just makes and it genuinely makes a difference she's um, it does it's really worth it just having Joe Wiley sympathize because she sympathizes as well as encourages. That sounds good. And I mean, that you do need these pathetic little uh, psychological tricks initially, and it works. It works. Yeah. All right. Now we do have to say goodbye because I've got some work to it's do. Been an hour and a bump, a, I'll tell you what, we've done a bumper length episode. That makes up for nothing because we find we're doing this weekly. So that's not a problem. It doesn't make up for uh, anything. You did the joke again. You said that it's weekly, even though it isn't weekly. Uh, weekly with an A. I said that. We could have said at the start, so has anything interesting happened since we last recorded? <laughs> we could have. And then we could do one, we could do record one on December 31st, and at the end, Nick, we could say, see you next year. Do you want to be good, though? Yeah. <laughs> if we did that. So maybe we should uh, record it like in the morning, release it in the morning so it's out at about 11, 12, and say, see you next year, and then actually release another one that goes out at about 4 p.m. Or or yeah. do that and then not record another one until 2022. Or do that and then go back in time and record the next Ooh. one so it comes out in 1997. That's a good idea. Just before Tony would, B. Liar is elected. We would be really ahead of the curve. We would. I don't know how they listen. We could send them a tape for their Walkmans. Oh, there were MP3s I would download. In 1997, there weren't. In 97, I was downloading for like 10 second MP3s of. of uh, not, was it was MP3s? No, of, they were of, just. Uh, no, whatever format. Oh, uh, real player files. Real player. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I was downloading little 10 second clips of friends. 
on real player and you could then listen to like Chandler say a line from friends on your computer. We did something, we did that for uh, Glebe's Thrift Funnel as well. I would put occasional, I did like scripts um, uh, for of various bits of uh, the day to day and I'd have like phrases where I'd sample stuff and save it as real media. People could then click on it, hear Alan Partridge say that or Ted Moore say that. It's a shame that you let the, uh, that expire, that site. It is. We could we, we could own a media empire now. Good. We could be the next... Um, uh, what's, what's a terrible, terrible new media um, uh, news aggregator site? Who does the listicles? BuzzFeed? Yeah, we could be like a BuzzFeed. We could have um, various verticals. We could. Yeah. And I... Do you know, there isn't, there isn't a trajectory... A very likely trajectory that gets me to a, being a games journalist without Glee Sith Funnel. Correct. Because I'm sorry about Peter that. Bainham, yeah, interviewing Peter Bainham for that site is what got me. Yeah. Uh, in with Andy Lowe at Future, which got me gigs on Total Film Magazine, etc. Uh, anybody look up Glebe's Thrift Funnel in the um, Internet yeah, Archive here. Yeah. Some good stuff there. Oh, we're so yeah. old. We'll be dead soon. Yeah, fair, fair. But don't forget, in fairness, 1997 was te- only 10 years ago. Well, eight, I think. Yeah. Eight, yeah. That feels about right. That feels about right. 1997, eight, yeah. Because, t- yeah, yeah, exactly. That's about right. Nick, Nick. Yeah. It was, it was 23 years ago. <laughs> Nothing was 23 years ago. Nobody's... <laughs> Three years ago, and we were already nearly twenty then. And we were we were already doing adult things and going into green rooms. <laughs> That's just ludicrous. <laughs> twenty. I I'm talking to kids and who are doing like their GCSEs and whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, we're not. And I go, oh hang on, my perspective is of no use to you because it's over twenty five years ago. It would be like some old fart telling you what the <laughs> O levels were like in the nineteen fifties or something. Yes, twenty. It's quarter of a century since I did my GCSEs. <laughs> they still have them. They do, but they don't grade them in letters anymore. Oh, for God's sake! It's one to nine. Should grade them with just emoji i don't know whether one is good or nine is good i should probably find that out before toby does any nine should be good because then they can do grade inflation so it must be well no, i believe because then 10 can be good and then 11 be good. it's equivalent to an a star star yeah, well, for now and then 11 will be and yeah. then 12 and so on. yeah massive inflation yeah, yeah. yeah idiots but a star star nick that's that's now an, a thing in, in exam results i hate that i hate that and i wish that an asteroid come and destroy everything Shall we, shall we tell everybody goodbye? Yeah, goodbye. Enjoy your fiery heat death. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a nice